So guess what, Andy? What? I'm concerned. Are you can Okay, well, I don't like hearing that. You told me that things were going to be smooth this week. We had all those sharks last week, and it was all very stressful. It was very stressful. And you said, oh, don't worry, you're going to have your chill beach. I know I said that. I know I said it would be fine. And so I planned this trip, right? I planned this trip for us to go to the tropics. Mm-hmm. And bring everybody with us to the tropics for our little summer beach house excursion. Our look good for the boys summer beach house excursion to the tropics. Further inland? So we're leaving the beach? No, no. We're going to the tropics. We're leaving the beach house and we're going to like (laughs) islands. We're doing some island hopping. All right. You know? But here's the problem. What? You know, after I arranged all the transportation, some people are going by helicopter. Some people are going by boat. Some people are going by RV somehow. The problem is after we've all gotten there, there may or may not be some kind of, you know, contamination issue. All right. I just, we, I don't want it more contaminations. I know. I feel like we, we just had a whole year of contamination quarantine, but I think we might need to go back in. Why? There's something on these islands that I feel like there's a military presence that is not going to let us leave. Okay, already, military presence means not chill. (laughs) Look, the beaches are still fine. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. There's nobody at the beach. I don't trust you. I don't trust you anymore. <laughs> I'm just saying that we might be on these islands a little longer than we had planned. Okay. Well, as long as there's no Italians involved this time. So the problem with that... Oh, my God. Are there <laughs> Italians, Philip? Yeah. There's Italians. More Italians. There's okay. Italians involved. In fact, I think Is it, it's uh, all Italians. Well, thank God there aren't any sharks this time. Well, about that... <laughs> oh, God damn it. Are there, there sharks? There might be... A shark. Okay, well, just one shark. As long as there's no other things that just like to eat and eat and eat well, and are unstoppable eating machines. Well, about that. What? <laughs> there's more of eating the machines? tiny little unconcerning outbreak that's happened on these islands. I, you may already, or may you can, not. Okay, you can't say be, it's not concerning. You opened this whole thing with I'm concerned. Okay, well, I'm lightly concerned okay. about what may or may yeah, not back, be a zombie outbreak. But it's it's okay. Zombie outbreak. Yeah. You're telling me there's Italians and a shark and zombies. Yes. Okay. Well, as long as there's no like, you know, magic ritual type stuff that well, has been like aggravated by years of colonialism. Well, about that. Son of a bitch. <laughs> the zombie outbreak may or may not, may or may not, it's un- inconclusive. It may or may not have been caused by some voodoo elements. Oh, gosh. Some... You know, priest and priestess. Okay. Well, as long as the representation of these things isn't problematic. <laughs> well, about that. <laughs> well, as long as there's no ecological catastrophes going on. <laughs> you know, you're becoming a real ecological pain in the ass, Andy. <laughs> if you haven't figured out yet, listener, this week on Look Good for the Boys Summer Beach House. Look Good for the Boys Summer Beach House. This week we are covering the Italian zombie movies specifically just the first three i mean unless you count dawn of the dead which is not italian no so okay already here's my question how come when we talk about movies like cruel jaws last shark and deep blood we call them jaws ripoffs yeah you know but when we talk about zombie and zombie three and after death we don't call them dawn of the dead ripoffs we call them the italian zombie craze the Italians were keen to get involved in the zombie craze at the time. Whereas, you know, when we talk about the Jaws ripoffs, we're not saying we're, we're not saying that, oh, the Italians were keen to get in on the shark craze. Well, I think a big piece of that is that 
with the Italian Jaws ripoffs, they are direct ripoffs. Like plot elements are stolen, footage is stolen. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas yeah, with this, yeah. it's like they would take scripts and then just slap the zombie title yeah. on them, you know, or tailor them to make them more zombified. And, yeah, and also none of these movies are truly ripoffs. I mean, the, you can argue that the first zombie movie was like heavily influenced by, gosh, I Eat Your Skin and Revolt of the Zombies and... I walked with a zombie and, you know, a few others, but they weren't rip. The only thing that's like kind of rip off element was like the New York footage that was right. shot after Dawn of the Dead was like a thing. Right. So let me, I actually, because of that, I just want to give a quick, very quick little film history about these movies. <laughs> so Dawn of the Dead came out and was a big hit. And it came out in Italy as a movie called Zombie. And so because Italians had very loose copyright laws back then. Really quick, it also did have like a, a deal in Italy where Dario Argento was recutting the film with George Romero's blessing and mm -hmm. Goblin was scoring the film. Yeah. And it actually opened in Rome before it opened in the U.S. And so when it opened and it was a big hit, and even before it opened, they had already been kind of, the Italians had already been kind of planning on creating their own sequel to it. And that movie is the first one of the ones we're talking about today is called now known as just zombie. It was zombie. also known as zombie flesh eaters. But in Italy, it opened as zombie two. So the second two films we're watching were sequels to that movie that because it was in Italy called zombie two, the next two are called zombie three and four. But zombie four was actually called after death. Right. That it was wasn't a, really an official sequel. No, they just slapped on the zombie four title, which here's the thing, especially with the zombie movies and with the demons movies, there are so many movies that they just slapped <laughs> the name demons or zombie on and then put a number after Yeah. that if we were to try to do all of them, I, I mean, there's there are three, there are no official lists. There are three movies that, sorry, four movies that were at one point released as demons three. Four different films. Right. It gets very convoluted very quickly. Yeah. And so we drew the line at Zombie 4, specifically because these three movies, Zombie, Zombie 3, and Zombie 4, all take place on tropical locations. Yep. And... They're like the beach movies. Yeah, they're the know? beach movies. And also, I feel like Zombie 4 is the most positioned of the like retitled movies as a zombie sequel. Kind of. I mean, none of them really are any well, kind of Well, specifically because it was written, it was directed by the same guy who wrote Zombie 3. Yes. And it was shot immediately after Zombie 3. Right. And so I feel like it was shot as After Death, but then it was very quickly involving the creators of this, like, let's just retitle it, it, or relabel this. It also has enough in common with some of the other films. I mean, it, it also has something in common with the movie that was released as Zombie 5, but that's really a movie that's like an outlier from all the rest of them entirely. Well, uh, Zombie 6 is way outlier. <laughs> like, you mean which one? Absurd, Absurd. or... Which was released before the rest of them, yeah. <laughs> but re-released as Zombie 6. It gets so convoluted. Yeah. So convoluted. Yeah. Yeah, so we have we have Zombie Flesh Eaters, aka Zombie, aka Zombie Two, aka Nightmare Island, aka Isle of the Living Dead, which was directed by Lucio Fulci. Mm -hmm. Just had his birthday. Fun fact: this is another connection that it has with Shark Week. This film was originally supposed to be directed by Enzo Castellari, who directed The Last Shark. Mm, interesting. There are some other connections coming up in it too, but <laughs> I'll save that for later. There's a lot. And then, okay, the second film is Zombie 3, which was directed by Lucio, Lucio Fulci and, and Bruno, Bruno Mattei, who and... directed Cruel Jaws and... Oh, yeah, that's right. Bruno Mattei directed Cruel Jaws and Claudio Fragasso. Well, kind of. He's, kind of. He, like, he sort of, eh, you know, but according to Bruno Mattei, he did do some 
the making of Zombie 3 is it's confusing. An it's, it's an a interesting fascinating story. story. Basically, essentially, Fulci was very sick when it was being made. And, you know, the heat was really getting to him. It was shot in the Philippines. And he was really battling with the producers and the writers. He hated everybody. And, <laughs> and he was Fulci really, was not a sunny guy. No, not at all. And especially not at this point in his life. And he was just really miserable. And so he just sort of threw this, like, very short final cut. It was over an hour, but then they cut it down they, to 50 yeah. minutes. It was Yeah, it was an hour 10, and then they cut another 20. And he was really unhappy with it, and he just was... He had such a miserable experience shooting this that he didn't want to go back and shoot anymore. And so they brought in Bruno Mattei and kept Claudio Fragasso on to finish yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And, well, and even Fragasso says that, like, 80% of it was written by his wife. Right. Who was not credited. Who was not credited. Then we get Zombie 4, which was directed by Claudio Fragasso. So yes, After Death, Zombie 4, Claudio Fragasso. Yeah, that's those are the films we're talking about. Yeah. So for Look Good for the Boys, Summer Beach House, Week 2, The Tropics, The Tropical Islands, we are talking about Zombie, Zombie 2, oh, no wait, that's the same yeah, movie. Zombie? <laughs> we are talking about Zombie, Zombie 3, and Zombie 4, After Death. So Andy, where do you want to start? I think we started, last week, we started with The Hunk and Babe of the Beach, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I feel like we have to do that equivalent. There, there are no real beaches in these movies. I mean, there are beaches in Zombie, yep. and there, I think, is a beach in Zombie 4, and a little bit of a beach in Zombie 3. Characters Barely. use boats in all three movies. But they don't use a beach. Yeah, not really. So we don't really have a beach kind of vibe going on, no, but we not. still have Hunks and Babes. And we still have what I'm going to call Zom Queen and Zom King. Yes, it's Prom King and Prom Queen, but Zom, because I don't like to think too much. We don't owe anybody anything. We really don't. This is our fucking thing. If I want to call them Zom Queen and Zom King, who are you to tell me that there's something wrong with that? Yeah, right? This is our thing, and we will do it how we want to do it, goddammit. Yeah. And if you have a problem with it, just keep listening. It'll get better. (laughs) Okay, so Zom King and Zom Queen. Starting with Zombie. The characters in this movie... I mean, look, okay, the characters in all three of these movies are kind of all over the place. In what way, Andy? Just I think they're the... all very straightforward. <laughs> I think they're very clear who they are as people, and they're very consistent. It's, in Zombie, you've got... Okay, so we'll start... We'll just go down the list. you got Anne. Anne Bowles, played by... Tisa Farrow. Tisa Farrow. Mia Farrow, Mia, sister. Mia's sister. Well, you've got Peter, Peter West. Peter West, who just your standard Italian genre film, white male privileged protagonist. Yeah. These guys are always, it's like, they're not just a guy doing a job. They're always these like kind of chiseled, handsome, like TV lead actor dudes yep. who, who are a little bit too old for their romantic interests. Right. But they've also got some weird position of privilege. Like in this case, Peter West is a newspaper reporter. Yeah. Whose parents own the newspaper? And also, these characters, they always just walk over everybody. (laughs) They don't give a shit. They just think a red carpet has been laid out across everyone else's (laughs) face for them. Totally. Good old Peter West. I don't like him. (laughs) Peter sucks. Yeah. He kind of sucks. He does. He's just, he is the epitome of Italian white male privilege. Where he just basically like steamrolls everybody all the time. When he tries to make out with Anne, first of all, there are two scenes where he makes out with Anne. And one of them is like the old fake make out session to throw off a cop, you know, the like, oh, 
they're looking quick kiss me so they don't get suspicious that thing but mm-hmm. in this case it's like they're in a boat and the the cop comes that they're a not, crime scene they're a in crime a crime scene, scene boat <laughs> A boat that a cop is guarding, yeah. and they sneak in, and the cop notices, and they're just like, yeah, sorry, we're just going to fucking here real quick. Okay, we'll leave, I guess. Which, like, I don't understand how that's much worse or any different than him just saying, sorry, I was a reporter. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's still right. just as illegal what <laughs> he was doing. still shouldn't be there. Yeah, right? Like, I don't see any reason why he would let you off or not let you off either way. And the second time he makes out with Anne is... It's the most inopportune time to make out with somebody. It's after they've been running from zombies and they've, they're lying down. I, in, I don't know if they know it's a graveyard, but it's a graveyard. They don't know it's a graveyard because one of them discovers, I think, it, is it Brian or is it Susan that discovers the tombstone? Like it's, it's the Conquistador yeah, graveyard, yeah, right? Yeah. And he just starts making out with Anne there. He's just like... Oh, this is this feels like the moment. Right? What? No, this is not the right time for this. I don't know, Andy. Anytime I've dealt with zombies, all I want to do is have sex after that. Yeah, right? Like, they just saw a woman being eaten by, like, six zombies, and yeah. it's disgusting. It's so It's gross. gross. I'm sorry. If I see that in person, I'm probably not eating for a couple days, yeah. let alone feeling like, hey, let's, I don't know, fuck on this grave. I don't know. I, I, I can get it. I can get down with that. Okay. Well, we'll... Grave sex? Have you had grave sex before? I'm I haven't, but now I want to. I, I want to okay. no, I want to have post watching a zombie mutilate a woman grave sex. I was going to say there's a difference. Like yeah. I would love to have sex in a cemetery. Don't get me wrong. Not a cemetery after I've just seen zombies, like real life zombies. You know that feel, I feel like that's not. There's a time and place, and that might be the place, but not the time. Okay, fair. Yeah, not combine the two. Like I either watch. Zombies eat a woman and then have sex somewhere else? Or I just have sex in a cemetery without having seen zombies eat a woman? But not both. Yeah, no. I mean, come on. And also, him taking that opportunity to make out with Anne, I mean, then a zombie hand grabs her. Yeah. And it gets fucking Susan killed. Because what happens next is Anne starts screaming because there's a zombie grabbing her hair right. while he's trying to kiss her. Uh-huh. And then Brian hears the screams and comes running, leaving Susan completely vulnerable okay but i'm just gonna say susan gets susan killed she stands there (laughs) for such an uncomfortably long amount of time as she watches this zombie come out of a grave and like the zombie gives her a lot of chances to just do something other than stand there and she just stands yeah i definitely would have like the minute the head starts coming out it's like yeah yeah, i'm gone gone. i'm gone out of here but she just stands and she watches it she literally just she's still in the same exact position and he takes a long time to get out of that ground when he stands up and then bites a giant hole in her neck. It, she has not moved. Okay, but speaking of Brian and Susan. Okay, well, obviously they're both nominated. They're both nominated. They're, they both might be hands-down winners, honestly. God, I don't know. I mean, they, they both are heavy contenders. They're both they so They certainly hot. beat out yeah. Peter and Anne. Oh, my God. Peter and Anne, get the fuck out of here, both of <laughs> you. Yeah. I mean, I like Anne. Anne's fine. She's Anne's, fine. Anne, she's fine. <laughs> she's, she, she does what she needs to do. Yeah. Peter, get out of here, Peter. You know, I don't like you. Yeah, I mean, can we just... We don't need to talk Peter's about Peter. Peter's not even in the list. Yeah. yeah. As far as Zom King goes, Peter's not on stage no. anymore. As soon as Brian showed up, we <laughs> ushered Peter yeah, off stage. We were like, we were like oh, hello. <laughs> we, found, we found our man, and it's Brian, who is very hot, and oh, God, Susan, who hot. is... Isn't she like a model? Like the actress. She she was a model. Fulci was so mean to her on set oh because God. she she had no experience acting and he was so mean to her. He was always yelling at her because she, he couldn't get her to emote the way that he wanted her to. And she's like I've never done this before. <laughs> 
Oh, a Reddit gay. What do we think about the Menards? Okay, I have a thing about the Menards. Oh, okay. Dr. Menard is essentially Dr. Moreau. There's a whole thing going on there. And I feel like that's... Because initially the script, when it was called Nightmare Island, was supposed to be more of this, like, a Western doctor is in an an island abusing the indigenous population and and doing experiments and incurring the wrath of the you know the indigenous religious practices and ceremonies but as it stands in this film what ended up on screen is that he is supposedly just studying what is already happening there yeah it's it's so it's very unclear it's, there's all three of these movies are well actually no zombie 4 is remarkably clear about what's zombie going on zombie 3 is pretty clear about it too mm, death 1 Z- okay there's death 1 but there's also shit that has going on that has absolutely nothing to do with death 1 okay by the way death 1 is the name of the zombie virus <laughs> death in one. zombie 3 death 1 is the death name one. Of, of the band that i saw open <laughs> for 9 inch nails in 1995 but in zombie, there are multiple references to voodoo, but there's, mm-hmm. but it's never very clear. Anyway. So the Menards. The Menards. <laughs> My God. I mean, here's the thing. There's some zombies at Menards. <laughs> right? Huh? Yeah. I Menards. Like it. That's good. Mrs. Menard is hot as Mrs. Fuck. Menard. She's so pretty. She's so pretty. She's got a shower scene, mm-hmm. which is always great. She's got one of the most iconic death scenes in Italian cinema. I would argue it's the most iconic death scene yeah. in Italian okay. cinema yeah. and one of the top 10 in horror cinema, period. Yeah, it's so fucking great. It is it is the only thing that could make you forget you just saw a zombie fight a shark in yeah, this movie. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's the thing. Because you I watch always... a zombie fight a shark, but then at the end of the movie, you're like, wow, that, that death scene with Mrs. Menard and that wood splinter. Yeah, Oof. when you recall this movie... Every time your mind automatically jumps to her death, which says a lot of things about a movie where, I don't know, 10 minutes before, if that, you're watching a zombie fight a shark. Right. It's fucking great. But there's also such a wonderful lead up to her death. You know, and that whole sequence is, it's like Hitchcock. It's genius and it's it's jarring and startling. The, the splinter yeah, through yeah. Mrs. Menard's eye. Let's not forget the fight she's in with her husband that is just terrific. I, I don't know if the film is trying to... I don't... Because Fulci, again, Fulci was Fulci. Fulci was Fulci. I don't know, you know... I don't know where his sympathy lies in the Menard fight, whether it's with Dr. Menard or Mrs. Menard. Because Dr. Menard is like, I've got to do this whole thing. I've got to do this thing. And Mrs. Menard is like, you're crazy and you're making things worse and you need to stop and we need to leave here. And it's just a huge explosive fight about that. And you get the feeling that like Fulci is maybe like, no, I I sympathize with this doctor guy. But I feel like anyone else watching this movie is sympathizing with her. But also, I mean, it is the thing. Like he's the Dr. Moreau or the Dr. Frankenstein. You know, he's Mm -hmm. the guy meddling with powers beyond his comprehension who should not be doing what he's doing. Here's the crazy thing about Fulci is I think Fulci understands the ways in which Dr. Menard is wrong and why he's wrong, but he still sides with Dr. Menard. Yeah, I can. Yeah. That's the takeaway I get. Yeah. Just what I know of Fulci, who I love, but who is also very problematic. Yeah. I just, but I love Mrs. Menard. You still see yourself as a man of science or whatever she says to him. <laughs> she just gets in so many personal digs at him mm-hmm. about like, you're no better than those witch doctors. And it's like, she just hurtful things to him. You the know? crazy thing about Mrs. Menard is that she has so little screen time, but she has one of the biggest presence in this movie. Yeah, she's she's terrific. I mean, she's also an easy contender for Zom Queen. Oh I think. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a tough competition. Yeah. Oh, and Mrs. Menard has that like amazing like tie dye nightgown thing mm-hmm. she's wearing too before she gets killed. So Mrs. Menard is for sure a contender. Do you think Mr. Menard is Doctor? Sorry, Doctor Menard. 
I don't know. Dr. Menard, I like his like little white linen suit. Mm-hmm. You know, I like his kind of doctor, like hip Dr. Moreau look, but no, he's not. Yeah. He's not. He's like, I, I, again, I see how he's attractive. Also, they're, I think they're both alcoholics. I would easily They're see both that, yeah. drinking a lot. Like Dr. Menard wakes up on the beach <laughs> one morning after drinking all night and, it's, and it continues to drink. Well, and isn't their argument like midday and they're both drinking? Yeah. It, when she goes to drink or something, he like calls her out on it, but it's like, dude, you're going to get drunk too. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, Mrs. Menard, yes. Dr. Menard, nah. I agree with you. I can see where I, at one point he might have been. All right. So I think we can move on to zombie three. I... Who? Who are you going to throw in there? Nurse Clara? Okay, good. Nurse Clara is great. No, I was <laughs> going to throw in Lucas, the indigenous man that is kind of, you know, working for Dr. Menard. He's like Dr. Menard's liaison with the people of the village, with the people of the island. He's, he's, this is, I mean, look, we don't see any quote unquote natives, as they're called in the film any of these indigenous people outside of like a colonial context. And that includes Lucas because he's sort of like in service and everyone else you see is either they're like either sick or they're a zombie. Okay. He's sarcastic. He says sarcastic shit to Dr. Menard and it's in a very like dry way. And I like all of his necklaces and his outfit is great. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, Lucas is on my list. I would not include him on my list for Zom King. But I definitely think that he deserves some recognition. He deserves some recognition, he, for sure. He put up with some shit, man. Oh, my God. He, yeah. I mean, again, this is another one of those occasions where, like, the movie should be about him. He should be our protagonist. Right. He's easily the best person. On he, he also has that great line, which is like the Dawn of the Dead line, where he says, when the earth spit out the dead, they will come back to suck the blood from the living. <laughs> Uh, Lucas, you know how to talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> My, you, a swoon. <laughs> so in Zombie 3, you have Kenny and Patricia. Well, okay, so let's... I say we look at them in the groups that they're in. Okay, so... Okay, the first guys we see are... Kenny, Roger, and Bo. Kenny, Roger, and Bo. And... But I mean, they, already, Kenny, a, Roger, and Bo are already all three so fucking hot. They, they're always so hot. It's also made immediately, explicitly clear that they're all on cocaine. Yep. Yeah. That's like one of the first lines one yeah. of them says. They've all just done a bunch of cocaine. They're on leave or they have a pass from their army base, I guess. They're mm-hmm. soldiers. They're all in their fatigues riding mm-hmm. on a riding in a car. They're you know, they're partying it up. To go party. They're I mean, they're talking very cavalierly about women. I don't remember her name, but I sure remember her tits is one of Bo's lines. And it's gross. Yeah. They're they're gross, but they're also like I don't know, they're they're hot enough, I think. That, All three of them. Yeah. I would take anyone. So but then in the RV. Okay, here's where we're getting to a thing, too, because there are, Philip, I don't know if you know this, there are four unnamed characters in this movie. Yeah. That, four. That are, well, that are in the RV, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, so we can just say Patricia and Glenn, they're in the. They're in their other car. The they're in Patricia's car, the convertible. And in the RV, we've got Susanna. Okay. Carol. Yeah. Nancy. Yep. And Leah. And Leah. And then another unnamed woman and three unnamed men. And we only see two unnamed men at first. Who is the other unnamed woman? Oh, is she the one that goes with the unnamed man to the fridge? Into the kitchen, yeah. Yeah. She's like, I got a Walkman on or something (laughs) while Nancy's reading Gone with the Wind. (laughs) (laughs) And it's never clear what these people are doing together, what their goals are. They're immediately, Susanna is like hitting on these soldier boys and 
there's some talk about like, oh, maybe they can be useful to us. Mm-hmm. We can use their pass to go to the beach. What? It's pretty insane that you have an RV full of eight people and you only name four of them. Especially you, considering, okay, the woman... No, actually, all four of the unnamed people survive past some of the named people. You know, the yeah. three unnamed men are around for a while and the woman with them, yeah. with at least one of no, them. No, there, there's an unnamed character that lives... Like, he's almost, almost one of the, the last end. people killed. But it, we, we And we can just call him Nerdy Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, yeah, that Nerdy that Dolph. Yeah, exactly. Almost yeah, to the yeah, end. Yeah. Oh, he's such a... he's. I mean, because he honestly, out of all the unnamed characters, he's the only one that is a contender to yeah. me for for yeah. I mean, these, it's King. it's crazy. These are all characters who have lines. We don't know any of their names. We don't know anything about where they're going, what they want, who they are, how they know each other. Like none of this information is given to no us. No context. It's so all over the place. It is such. It's a mess. so all over the place. Again, the threat in this movie. Yes, it's death one. It's this virus that this doctor was working with. Uh, the military the, for on. the military yeah. yeah which and we have this all this great like military versus scientist stuff which is very day of the dead yeah there's also reanimator stuff in this film mm-hmm. <laughs> there's also the crazies in this film but so they get to this hotel and this is right after the hotel's been cleared out by you know the military guys in jumpsuits and gas masks so many jumpsuits in this movie lots of jumpsuits so many and it's a week I looked at it explicitly the time difference. How do you know? One of the soldiers says that they were the last time they had a pass they were at this hotel. One of them says, "Oh, it's changed a lot in a week." Like they were there a week before. And let me th- this hotel looks like it was abandoned for years. Yeah. There's trees growing through it. I mean, there's shit that does not happen in a week because the military cleared it out. That and the fact that there are so many different types of zombie, so many of these zombies just have a different different traits, different characteristics, different rules. Mm-hmm. There's there's slow zombies, there's fast zombies, there's guerrilla warfare zombies, there's zombies mm-hmm. that can talk, yeah. there's zombies that can swing a machete around. I mean, like, practically ninja zombies. Yeah, there are ninjas, like, hide, zombies that hide under haystacks to jump out at you. There are, like, mutant zombies. There's a vampire zombie. Glenn, say what you yeah. want. He's a fucking he vampire. He wants to drink her blood. He wants to drink her blood, and he has fangs. He has Dracula fangs. That along with this information about it's only been a week with this hotel, like hints to me that there's like multiple ecological catastrophes happening. Also the blue heart narration kind of gets into this. Anyway, it's a whole, this movie is a clusterfuck. There's so much going on in this movie. Well, part of it is that it was really, it's two different movies by two different directors meshed together. Yes. But even in the Fulci stuff, it's like. It's messy. This doesn't even, wouldn't make sense on its own. Right. But going back to the Zom King and <laughs> I'm so Queen. so sorry. That was such a derailment. So is that everybody from Zombie 3? General Morton doesn't belong. Are Dr. You, Holder oh, doesn't belong. You don't belong. like Dr. Holder? No. All he's good at is talking with his hands. He's so weird. His performance is so weird. It's so weird. I've never seen anybody use their hands so dramatically. He, he uses his hands and then it's like he'll be in the middle of a point and it's almost like his brain shuts down. Mm-hmm. He'll be like, if it's like this. Hey, Philip, I wanted to tell you. I enjoy doing this podcast with you. Right. (laughs) And if I were to be near you at the time, your fists would hit me and it would hurt. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Blue heart. We can put him on the list if it'll make you feel better. I think he's hot, so. You think everybody's hot. It's true, I do. All right, I'll add him to the list, Andy. All right. (laughs) I just really love blue heart. I mean, blue heart's fucking Also, he is kind of like in a position of authority at the end as like, 
I mean, maybe literal king of the zombies. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it. Here's the thing. If we were to need to hire a look good for the boys summer beach house DJ, I would choose Blue Heart over Bill Hoyt from Last Shark. Oh, that is. Oh, man. Yeah, that is a good one. Bill Hoyt versus Blue Heart. Same initials even. Yeah. Yeah. And Blue Heart gets that. Yeah. I don't want to say king of the zombies. He's more like a spokesperson of the zombies yeah. at the end. Well, you know? He's the zombie DJ. He's the zombie DJ. Okay, so zombie four after death. So, okay, you of course have Chuck, played by Jeff Stryker, who is a porn star. Both gay and straight. He swings both ways. Is there a word for that? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. <laughs> uh, mu- no, no. doesn't come to mind. Because, you know, honestly, you're either gay or straight, right? Yeah, you can't totally. be in between. Totally. No, it's one or the other. There's no such thing as bi. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. I've never heard of her. There's no two things. <laughs> you can't have both. Uh, I'm this, just kidding. I am not biphobic This ironic biphobia brought to you by <laughs> Zombie 4 After Death. By People Exist. Brought to you by Jeff Stryker. Jeff Stryker's one of them. Yeah. And oh, God. My repre- it, look, it just feels good to be represented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeff Stryker is my representation. He's, it's very pretty representation. He's so pretty. Yeah, he's very pretty. And that's about all you can say about, <laughs> about him. Well, okay, first, actually, the trio with Jeff Stryker. Well, we should talk about the thruple. It's Chuck and it's... Valerie. Who? Chuck, Valerie, and Dave. And Dave is played by Massimo Vanni, who played Bo in Zombie 3. Which, the crazy thing about that, okay, I just have to point out, I did not know until Andy pointed out that it was the same actor, and it really feels like a She's All That thing, because a reverse She's All That, because Dave in Zombie 4 is wearing glasses and has, like, kind of shaggy, crappy hair. Yeah. And Bo in Zombie 3 doesn't have glasses and kind of has a more military cut. It's still a little shaggy, but shorter. Yeah, and it, I did not recognize that. Yeah, he Clark Kented himself. Yeah, he totally Clark Kented himself. <laughs> yeah. And it works. It, it really works so does well. work. Yeah. I mean, I found Dave hot, but in a professor kind of way, you know, oh, in yeah. a Clark Kent kind of yeah, way yeah. versus finding yeah. Superman hot. Here's the thing I actually, if you were to put me on a dating show and make oh, me pick man. one to take on a date, I'd probably pick Dave. But. I think Bo shows so much more of of his character in Zombie 3. He does so much and he tries so fucking hard and he goes through so much shit. And I'm just like, wow, that man is a, he fucking deserves some kind of award. Bo is an enigma to me because you hate him. I hated him when I first seen him. I'm like, fuck this guy. Oh yeah, he's, yeah, he's. What an asshole. asshole. But then you're right. You see him go through so much and his survivability, it holds up for such a long time. Yeah. Such a long time. It's shocking when he dies because you're like, wow, I you really thought he, he was going to make it so much. Yeah, yeah. After four of those things he goes through, you're like, oh, he's going to make it then. Yeah, and then and then nope. he does not. Nope. But I don't know. I honestly, I could go for either of them. Yeah, I think I'm with you though. I think you've talked me into Bo. Well, but let's finish the list. Okay. Yeah, because we got a lot we of got hot a lot. people. We got to a go lot through. of hot people. We got Jenny. Yep. And her group. So who in that group? Okay, there's Jenny and Louise are the women, right? Yeah, well, there's Jack. Oh my God, Louise! <laughs> Louise. I love Louise. And then her you pink, have... her pink top and her white skirt. I know, and she's and like her heels, she's and she's like, heels. "Can I run through the jungle in heels?" Is she even? Yeah, I love that she even calls it out. She's like on a boat tour in the jungle, and and she brought heels, and she even is like, "Is this okay?" Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Well, you're already here, sweetie. It's a little late to be second guessing <laughs> your footwear." Yeah, yeah and that, so there, okay, there's it's Louise and Jenny. And then the mercenaries are Mad and Rod. Rod. And then the other mercenary. Oh, yeah, yeah. The one who isn't dressed like a mercenary. He's not dressed like the mercenaries. He's dressed like he's in Jenny's other crew. 
Again, I don't know how all these people know each other. It's really bizarre. Tommy. Tommy. The Tommy other and Tommy and Dan, Dan are the other two guys. Yeah, I like Dan. Yeah, Dan's great. Dan's got a boom box. Those are the contenders. Yeah. We're not going to count any of the people from the beginning, although I do want a special shout out to James Sampson playing the voodoo priest. Uh, and also and the voodoo wife. priestess. Yeah, the voodoo oh priestess. Oh my God, she's so You know what? Beautiful. She might be my zom queen. Well, I mean, she's literally a zombie. Yeah. And, and she she's goes, a queen. My wife is in hell. And then she comes back out to avenge her husband's death when the shitty assholes kill him. Yeah. When the shitty homeowners association of the island <laughs> yeah, right. murders him. Oh man, colonialism. So I don't think an upside down cross is like authentic voodoo stuff. No, it's definitely not. I feel like the colonialists put that on him. They put the upside <laughs> down cross on him. the voodoo priest. Just, you know, for their own comfort. So they yeah. felt better about hating him. The voodoo priestess. Yeah. I do love the voodoo priestess. They're both great. They're both but... really great. And James Sampson is just, I love him. I love him. All right. So looking at all these people, I, I'm really torn. I feel like there are a lot of top contenders. But if I had to pick a Zom Queen, I would say, oh, Fuck. It's difficult. It's so tough. It's really difficult because they all kind of have, even Jenny. I do like that her her necklace. What is that? Is it a cat turd? Yeah, it looks, it's supposed to be it's some like kind a, of idol, it's but a, it's not very well carved. No. So it just looks like a brown a, piece of Here's a thing. rock I found. <laughs> here's a rock I found and it's magic. But here, I will say it is actually magic. Yes. It does have a function. Its form isn't super appealing, no. but it works. So I do like Jenny a lot. Also, I really like Nancy a lot. Yeah, Nancy's pretty terrific. Which one's Carol? Carol. So Carol. Oh, Carol's <laughs> the one whose legs get eaten. Carol goes with Bo. Bo. They're like, oh, we should get a doctor for Leah. Let's see if we can go find a doctor somewhere for Leah, because Leah was all right. Leah does nothing. Well, Leah just gets she, she gets, gets attacked by the, birds and then becomes a zombie. Yeah, in the, in the near the opening of this film, birds who are supposedly zombie birds fly into their RV and attack Leah, and then she's zombie-infected. She kind of does more as a zombie than as a person. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously. But Carol and Bo go off to find a doctor for her. And it's, I really, I want to point out this shot, because it's like nothing ever stops moving in this movie. They leave. The, the camera follows them outside to get into the Jeep and drive off. And then that's when nameless character and i believe kenny come back with the guns they found mm -hmm. i love that in both zombie 3 and zombie 4 characters just find a crate of weapons just yeah, sitting there it's so convenient like oh hey look at this it's like a fucking video game yeah or like, even in zombie 3 at the end when she's like <laughs> fucking patricia's on the ground and she's like oh there's a grenade under the car <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> that's why you always look you know under cars you check yeah. storerooms Little closets. You never know when med kits are going to be there or ammo or grenades. Yeah. So Carol gets her legs bitten off and then immediately attacks Bo when Bo but comes to save her. I want to pause and just give a shout out to what may be one of my favorite set pieces and action sequences in any of these films is so their car breaks down and Carol goes to look for water to cool it down. And it's this basically this apart, this multi-story apartment complex kind of over mm -hmm. a lagoon and 
she gets attacked by a zombie and ends up in the water and Bo runs in to save her. And when he pulls her out, her legs are gone and, and she becomes a zombie and tries to eat him. And it proceeds with this whole action sequence yeah. where he's like running all over the multi-levels of this complex trying to get out and he has to like leap off back into the water. And at any moment, these zombies are almost right on top of him coming from every direction. And it is fucking great. It's it really is so awesome. good. It's really well, that's Massimo Vanni was like a, well, him and Giovanni Delacqua, the guy who plays... Roger. They were both stuntmen and they're stunt choreographers. Massimo Vanni especially has done a lot of stunt. Ottaviano Delacqua. Yeah, Ottaviano. Ottaviano? Ottaviano. Ottaviano. I don't know how to pronounce it. Ottaviano. Ottaviano. Delacqua. Barbara Babacini. Massimo Vanni. I'm a Mario. <laughs> uh, it's a me, a Mario. It's a me. I'm a Mario. He doesn't say I'm a Mario. Hi, I am a Mario. My name is Mario and I am a Mario. My last name is Mario. Here's my brother, Luigi. His last name is Mario. Okay. Look, so, so, yeah, it's a wonderful set piece. Personally, my favorite, though, of Zombie 3 is the machete zombie in the gas station. Mm. I ju- it's just... It's fucking fantastic. It's, it's fantastic, and it's legit scary. Yeah. Like, because up to that point, you really haven't seen any fast zombies, and mm-hmm. then one bursts out of this back room in a gas with station. A, with a fucking machete. But not only does he have a machete, but he starts attacking Patricia with like in rapid succession yeah. like a fucking swordsman yeah, you know like, like just going at her it's like it's the kind of shit you would see in in jackie chan movies of the time mm-hmm. like it's that fast it's, and it's like all she can do is just stumble and dodge and just she, like they're both constantly mm-hmm. moving it's so good and then she blows up the gas station <laughs> she, like, without well, knowing if her car's gonna start yeah oh that's, she didn't even have the keys out here's the thing <laughs> if you're gonna throw a cigarette lighter at a stream of gasoline that has been unleashed by a zombie with a machete at a gas station at a gas station start your car before you throw the lighter yeah Yeah, don't don't just think because she even gets in the car then and is like i hope it starts like (laughs) as the fire's already you should have made that wish a minute ago (laughs) okay but going back to carol she's out this was my point that's your point is carol's out yeah yeah Yeah. i mean i love carol Carol. she's great she got her legs bitten off but she's not a she's not a zom queen no and i look i love Susanna. Susanna, Susanna's the one that's like, when they're like, Susanna, give them one of your numbers when the soldiers are following in the car and the RV, which I don't know what the fuck that means. But she leans out the window and she just starts like doing a dance yeah. for the soldiers. And I don't know. I, I love her for that. And that's great. Susanna, you're great. Susanna's fucking great. But also, she's not my Zom queen. No. I think I know who my Zom queen is. Who is? I think it's Mrs. Menard. She's so pretty. She dresses well. I love her eye makeup. Yeah, I love yeah. her face. She's also just, it seems like the obvious choice, right? Because it's like iconic death. But even beside that. Like imbuing a, a small character with such personality, you know, the wonderful tie-dye nightgown. Because here's the other thing about these movies is that they don't treat their women characters very well. Mm-hmm. The minute, in general, especially Zombie 3, especially Zombie <laughs> oh my 3. God. The minute Zombie a, 3 doesn't name all of its female characters. Right. The minute a woman decides to stand up and do something, she dies. It's like she gets punished for trying to have any agency whatsoever. It's oh like, yeah, Carol goes looking for water. She gets killed. Susanna tries to stay and help Leah, dead. Nancy tries to help deliver the baby, dead. The only reason Patricia survives is because Patricia strains her ankle and has to pretty much be carried from place to place and does literally nothing. (laughs) Not one thing. 
Well, she kills her. She kills. She dude, kills. She kills Glenn, Glenn when a, nobody's it's looking. Pretty cool. It's but it's because cool. I think it's because nobody's looking. There's no men to witness other than Glenn. Yeah. So she's able to get away with having agency there. And then immediately, as soon as she's done with that, she collapses on the ground and waits on the ground in fetal position for Kenny and Roger to come carry her. I would say, yeah, I don't think anybody from three really qualifies. Is it, or I don't think any from three are really strong contenders. Like mm-hmm. I like a lot of them, but. Nancy's so fucking great. Nancy would be a very close second for me. I I feel like here's the top three for me. The runners up, I would award Zom Queen Mm -hmm. to Mrs. Menard. The runners up for me are Susan from Zombie Mm -hmm. and uh, Nancy from Zombie 3. Can I say my other runner up would be Louise from Zombie 4, specifically because of the scene she has with Rod where she, they're like holed up in the place, you know, with the guns and Rod's like awake keeping watch and... You know, Louise is like, I thought you could use some company. And she like comes onto him strong. And then then, um, Rod's like, the only thing a man wants in a time like this is a woman. And she's like, um, I (laughs) think I'm, I think no. Like he tries to kiss her and she's like, no, not, not now, not now. (laughs) I just, I love that. That's like such a great, I love Louise for that. But, I mean, yeah, it's Mrs. Menard. It's, it's Mrs. the clear Menard. winner is Mrs. Menard. Yeah. That's our Zom Queen. Zom Queen is Mrs. Menard. But here, here's where it gets tricky because, you know, these movies are obviously nicer to men. I have a really, I don't know who my Zom King is. Do you? I mean, I kind of want to just go with the voodoo priest. <laughs> well, but then I feel like we have to take the title back from Mrs. Menard and give it to the voodoo priestess. Well, maybe it's like a Bobby and Gloria situation where, you know, one of them gets it and the other one doesn't. But this is actually This is actual Zom Zom. Queen and King, yeah. Zomprom. Yeah. So, okay. It can't be the voodoo priest. I, I kind of want to go with Lucas because I really do love Lucas. The only one from Zombie that to me would qualify, like that I feel like is a king, a Zom King, is Brian. But yeah. I also, I find so many people hot in Zombie 3 and 4 that I have a hard time even ranking Brian, honestly. Because Bo's hot, Kenny's so fucking hot, Roger's hot, yeah. Chuck is hot, Dave is hot. Blue Heart. Blue Heart's my Zom King. <laughs> Blue Heart? <laughs> or Vince Raven? Do you think Vince Raven exists, or is he no. just a character Vince that Blue Raven Heart is, is doing? Vince is a character okay. Blue Heart is doing, for sure. Okay, well, okay, out of Zombie 4... Maybe we just don't have a Zom King. No, we have to have a Zom King. Chuck is the hottest in Zombie 4, but he's also the most vapid of everybody. <laughs> I just like love everybody. when they're reading from the Book of Death, and he's like, he starts reading... And Dave's like, finish it. He gets up the part where he's like, these four words will awaken the zombies, basically. Yeah. And and Dave's like, well, finish it. And Chuck's, and Chuck's like, like, no, I don't want to read I any think further. We should stop here. Right. <laughs> also, I do want to point out that when they they do read those four words, two of the four words are just zombie. <laughs> right. I think you know what? Representation matters. Chuck. Chuck is my zombie king. Interesting choice. I was leaning more towards one of the military men from three. From three? But the problem is I don't know which one, and I'm almost worried that the three of them together cancel each other out. You know what? I just realized Chuck is really mean to Valerie. They both. Chuck and Dave are are so mean to Valerie. Valerie, The whole time that they're trying to explore, Valerie is just the voice of reason. She's the one that's like, I don't know if this is a great idea. Yeah, constantly. Every choice they make, they're like, we shouldn't. Valerie's like, we shouldn't do that. And they're like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) You don't know what you're talking about, Valerie. (laughs) Keep moving. Why are you talking? Come in this cave. Ignore the lit candles already here. Pick up this book of death. Read from it. 
Like, shut up, Val. Oh, my God. They're so mean to her. Yeah, I think for that reason alone, I have to say Chuck's disqualified. Or and just Dave. out of the running. And Dave. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dave Gary Swole, as I call him. Because he looks like a Swole Gary Cole. Swole, swole, swole Gary, Gary Cole. Cole. <laughs> That's going to be my wrestling name. Swole Cole? Swole Gary Cole. <laughs> okay, so what about Kenny Roger Bow? Do any of them do it for I you, mean, I feel like it has to be Dr. Menard. No. Because they're a couple... <laughs> Dr. Menard sucks. Yeah. Besides, Kenny. Mrs. Menard is flexible. I she feel like clearly, she's totally She's flexible. clearly leaving him. Yeah. You know, she's yeah. clearly not sticking around for whatever the fuck Dr. Menard's got going on anymore. I, I don't know. I want to give it to Kenny. Yeah, well, he's the survivor. Not just that, but out of the three of them, he's the one that I would most like to get with. I find him the hottest. I mean, all three of them are hot to me. Kenny, Roger, Bo. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't. I'm torn. Look, I'm torn between Brian and... Brian and who? Kenny. Brian and Kenny? Yeah. But God, Bo has such a great chin. His jawline is so incredible. Yeah, you know, but he kind of, so it's funny because, yeah, he looks kind of like Gary Cole. Bo looks, Bo, we're talking about Bo, right? Yeah. Bo looks kind of like Gary Cole in After Death, but in Zombie 3, he kind of looks like Scott Bakula. And Scott Bakula is really hot. Yeah. God, what if we just did like a Bo Dave combo? The Clark Kent (laughs) Superman award yeah. you know what our, massimo vani is our answer that's yeah our, that's that's you know our zom king because he yeah he, he brought it twice in such different ways i think i think he deserves it yeah but runners up i'm gonna say brian although i honestly think that roger is is really fucking hot too. okay here's the thing yeah roger is hotter than kenny actually yeah i'll actually give you that roger's hotter than kenny so okay i would say it's bo dave Dave Bo, the Dave Bo combo win king. Um, and then Roger and Brian. Yes, yeah. Roger and Brian. I like. Yeah, that's fine. There are okay. runners up. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So Zom Queen is Mrs. Menard. Zom King is Bo Dave. Bo Dave. <laughs> Bo Dave. Dave Bo. Dave Bo is the is a, a guy I know. Okay. Well, the there heat, it is. Heat Seeking Panther podcast. Dave Bo. Dave Bo. Are Andy. Chuck, are Chuck, Dave, and Valerie a thruple? I've been wondering this because they're both so mean to her that it's like, oh, that would seem weird. Yeah. But it's not clear about their relationship. And I also don't feel like three people that are that attractive should be hanging out together if they're not doing something together sexually. I mean, that's a, a statement. <laughs> Is that a thing? Uh, I probably shouldn't say that. That's probably a hot bad Hot people thing. aren't allowed to hang out without doing it. <laughs> <laughs> If you're hot and your friend is hot, you have to be having sex. No, I mean, like, if you're a hot person, you're hanging out with one hot person, that's fine. If you're a hot person, you're hanging out with another hot person, and then somebody that's, like, not as hot, also fine. If you're a hot person hanging out with somebody just as hot as you, and then another person just as hot as you, what the fuck? Something's got to be going on here. You know what I think about Chuck, Val, and Dave? What? I think that they weren't a thruple, but I think that, you know, traipsing through this jungle, camping out... I think that they've had a couple nights where the three mm-hmm. of them have just sort of got it on with each other. And I think the reason that Chuck and Dave are so mean to Valerie is because oh. they're taking out their confusion about their sexuality yes. against Val. Yes. Like, I think that they all got it on and then they both are just like, uh, we're not gay. Let's be mean to Valerie because that's yeah, what I, I guys think, do. I think they all got it on. And then, you know, it was one of those things where when it started, Chuck and Dave were both just like, okay, it's just about her. Yeah. We're not even going to look at each other. We're not going to do anything. I'm not touching you. You're not touching me. But that ended real we're quick. We're just going to, and that ended, yeah, that ended. Like, I want to say by accident at first. Yeah. Like just hands brushing and Yeah. And then rubbing. Chuck was into it. Yeah. And Dave was like also into it, but freaked out by it. Yeah. And Chuck wasn't freaked out. Chuck was just like, 
oh, hey, I like this. Oh, I want to do this now. And Dave was like, I like this, but no, I don't. I hate it. I hate it. And then Dave started being mean to both of them. Mm -hmm. And then Chuck started being mean to Valerie because he's, I mean, look, he's, he's further along in his journey than Dave is, but he's also not super mature. Yeah. But I also think that at some point on this excursion, either Dave or Chuck, one of their dicks was in the other's mouth. Oh, no, for 100%. Yeah. I, I don't, at some point. Yeah. And that just increased the daytime sober anger towards Valerie. Yeah. You know, it's, it's homosexual repression or, you know, bisexual repression. Yeah. I think I, yeah. I mean, it, either way. It's sexual repression. It's some, it's some form of like, uh, man, the time and place you grew up in <laughs> wasn't, wasn't helpful for you discovering who you are. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Now so, that that's out of my system. <laughs> now that you've got that out of your system, yeah. Andy, do you want to talk about summer playlists? Look, it's DJ Wallet Chain in the booth coming to you live from the Looking for the Boys Beach House, looking to keep this party going all the way until the summer's over or the world ends and the the undead come to take us all away. I don't know. Mm-hmm. See, I, it, was, it was going good for a minute. It was. I was really into it. It was going good for a minute. I lost steam. It's okay. It it's, and it's because not all of us can be as great as Blue Heart. No. The best DJ in the world. Yeah. Nobody ever is going to beat Blue Heart at that. And nobody can ever be Blue Heart all the time except Blue Heart. Because he's just always coming in like, here's what's going on now. But it's not really what's going on now. It's more like weird poetry with like contradictory messages. Like sometimes it seems like he's like, yeah, the government's great. And other times it's like, oh man, be afraid of the government. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But he's he's wonderful. We find ourselves here at the Beach House. Summer playlists. Summer jams. I think that this crop of movies has even better songs than the oh. three we did during Shark Week. Yep, absolutely. These are some jams. Yeah. Blue and Heart has provided us with the songs of our summer. Yeah, and not just him, because the first summer jam that rules in this crop is in Zombie Flesh Eaters. Yep, the first zombie. And I want to be clear, these, all these songs are, I believe, exactly like all of the songs, not all of the songs, but all of the songs we covered in the previous, in Shark Week, mm-hmm. where these are songs that are composed, that are written by the composers of the film. Like in Zombie, this song is, I believe, composed by Fabio Frizzi. Really? Yeah. But then they get like a pop vocalist or a session singer to sing over it. So the first jam is <laughs> There's No Matter by There's Linda no matter Lee by Linda Lee. Zombie. And it is... A disco song. It is for discoing till dawn, as <laughs> as Billy would say. As Billy would say. Cruel Jaws. Here's the thing about There's No Matter. It's a disco song, but it feels like that end of the night disco song. Yeah. It feels like the disco's closing. This is sort of the final thing where it's like you can barely still move, but you're still swaying along to the music. But, the, you know, you're crashing hard. Yeah. You have been awake for 46 hours. It is Monday morning. You work soon. You need to leave. Yeah. You need to get your <laughs> shit together right now or you're going to be lost in the mania. Yeah. That's what There's No Matter is to me. Yeah, I dig it, though. I love it. I really I love, love it. it so much. I also really love that it's the song that's, I think it's the cop who's supposed to be guarding the boat is mm-hmm. listening to it. Like, that's the, the diegetic reality of this song's inclusion in the film, which is interesting. There was a comment on the YouTube oh, gosh. track for There's No Matter yeah. that I just really liked, and, and it very personifies what this track said, like what it feels like to me, especially in Zombie, but also just by itself. It talks about how there, it's a really eerie song to be hearing in the context because it just feels like a 
like this like personification of people being in the city partying while something really horrific is happening nearby. <laughs> yeah, and I was yeah. like, yes, that's exactly yes. what that feels yes. like. It's very much discoing till dawn of the dead. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so then in Zombie 3, Blue Heart, the DJ, gives us a number of songs. Also, really quick before we get into Blue Heart songs, mm-hmm. the opening theme of Zombie 3, the title song, is fucking great. Fantastic. It's, it's like, so good. It's so good. You know good. what it reminds me of? It totally reminds me of these Italian zombie version of the Friday the 13th Part 3 theme. Yeah, it is, because it's dancey It's like the groovy, yeah. the groovy creepy. To me, it feels like Miami Vice of the Living Dead, because it has this, like, that Miami, like, that, mm-hmm. that like, percussion, but that's been, especially in the 80s, was, like, associated with, like, tropical locations, beaches, palm yeah. trees, sunglasses, bikini babes you know drug cartels like it's that kind of a of a percussiveness but then it's got this like choral organ thrillery kind of sound to it too that's like kind of minor key there's something spooky going on Honestly, here's the thing. Even though it's part of the score, I would include it on our jam playlist. Oh, yeah. Because it's a jam. Yeah. It's on our summer playlist. All of these songs that Blue Heart plays that are supposed to be, well, there's two of them that we're going to discuss. And then a third that I don't even know where it appears in the movie. I can't remember. Right. And I've watched this movie three times recently. Mm -hmm. So these these are songs that were composed by the composer Stefano Minetti. Okay. But he also like brought in like, a band, and they called themselves Clue in the Crew, and then hired different singers to sing these, and they're like wildly different styles of music. Yeah, com- very different. Now, the two tracks that Blue Heart plays are, the first one is Tumble Down, which is the song that introduces us to the group in the RV and the Soldier Boys, mm-hmm. and that's this song, Tumble Down, yeah. by Stefano Mainetti and Clue in the Crew. It's very like, it's almost got like a kind of like an early Prince sort of quality at certain parts, but it's also, it's just like, a, it's a dance song. It's mm-hmm. a, just a dancey song. It's a great song for Susanna to hang out the window <laughs> and jiggle yeah. at the, yeah. the Soldier Boys. Yeah, perfect song for you to jiggle at some Soldier Boys too. <laughs> yeah, this, is your, this is your jiggle at the Soldier Boys jam. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next song that Blue Heart plays, I want to go ahead and I'm just going to read Blue Heart's introduction to this song. Okay. Because it's fantastic. And Blue Heart has a lot of great things he says throughout this film. Mm -hmm. But this one, how he introduces this song, which is called The Sound of Fear, is the name of the song on the soundtrack. But that's not what he calls it. Anyway, dig it, brothers and sisters. Up until now, I've been messing around. But right now, I'm going to play the most all-consuming piece in my collection. Anyone who hears it won't be able to help themselves getting devilishly involved in its hellish rhythms. So have a lovely witch's Sabbath with Peppy Satan. Peppy Satan. Peppy Satan. And then this song plays. And it's great. It's so great. 
I think this one might be my favorite in Zombie 3. Yeah, it, it's, it's just such a jam. Yeah, it's it's hair metal, kind of, you know? It's not satanic. I can make out maybe four of the words, but it's a good time. Yeah. And then this next song, I think it might be in the background during something. the scenes at the hotel or something, but I do not recall it being in the forefront enough of this film. But I love it because it's just a, it's like a jazz song. Yeah. It's called Slow Think. What a title. Yeah, great title. And it's just jazz. It's just like a combo jazz. It's so, it's weird and out of place. You know what slow thing feels like to me? It feels like elevator music that you actually stop after a minute of listening to it and be like, wait, what actually is this? I might like this. Yeah, it's, well, it's <laughs> like the song does interesting things and goes places, but I don't remember it being in the movie. No, I really have no idea where They it put was. a lot of effort into this jazz song that <laughs> I can't remember. Happy, crazy, beauty, fun. It's the lyrics from Slow Think. Anyway, coming to Zombie 4. Final track of our tropical playlist and i'd like to think this is the song blue heart would play after the year zero begins as the zombie spokesperson as the zombie spokesperson and this song is living after death which is great What a great song. It's so fucking great. Now, this song, it's by the composer Al Festa, and the vocalist is Maurizio Sarantola, who was in an Italian heavy metal band called Shout. It's like somebody took a song out of Rocky 3 and put it in Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Because it is, it's that like pump up fucking like, there's synth stingers, there's a driving beat, there's a pretty sick guitar solo in it. It's great. I love it. Yeah, honestly, here's the thing. I love Living After Death. If you know me, you should not be surprised that There's No Matter is actually my favorite of these jams, but Living After Death is a fucking great yeah. song. I called it, too. I thought There's No Matter was going to be your favorite. Yeah, of course. Of but, course the yeah. disco song is my favorite. Yeah. Living After Death is mine, is my favorite. Yeah. But I think all of these songs belong on our Summer Jam playlist at the Beach House. Yeah, we have six editions. Yeah. It's going to be a pretty good, pretty good summer, Philip. Yeah. Got a pretty good playlist. I mean, it's been a great summer already. Shark Week was fantastic. And we're doing fine at the tropics. <laughs> we're doing fine at the... We found a weapons crate. Yeah, two we're of gonna them. We're going to be okay. And some health packs. You know, we've lost several vehicles. So do we want to talk about zombie makeovers in these movies? We absolutely want to talk about zombie yeah. makeovers. She's all dead. She's not all that. <laughs> She's not all dead. <laughs> she- there are so many. No, if you're unfamiliar with the concept of a zombie makeover, it's you get bit by a zombie and then you become a zombie. A lot of times, especially in these films, your look changes drastically. Yeah, and and continually. Yeah, and continue. And I want to point out too that zombie flesh eaters, the first Fulci film, is a marked difference from zombie films prior to it. Right. And in, in the representation of zombies, like you'll notice. Before, zombies were just like, even the Romero films, it's like they are oh, they got pale faces or blue faces yeah. or whatever, and the gore effects are great. But the zombies themselves just like look like regular people with a little bit of makeup on them. Fulci said, fuck that. And these zombies 
are disgusting. Yeah. I mean, everything Fulci does is disgusting. It, it is. But also, not just disgusting. There's a, definitely like this really gross gore element to it. But I remember reading this interview where Fulci had told the special effects guy on Zombie that he wanted the zombies to look like walking flower pots. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and yes. so they actually used a lot of clay as their like skin mm-hmm. so that it was always flaking and crusty. Fulci just loves making things gross. Mm -hmm. And he really, even in the hospital scene, you know, like there's this puke everywhere and blood everywhere and the sound of buzzing flies and everything. It's just like Fulci just doesn't want there to be any dignity in vulnerable places or moments. Like it's just like, this is the reality. These places are full of shit and puke. He's so gross. He's really gross. His movies are always so gross. But yeah, the Gianetto De Rossi. Yeah. Gianetto De Rossi, the, the makeup effects guy, is just amazing work in this film. So with zombie makeovers, though, we're specifically talking about people in the movie who were alive and then become zombies. We're yes. not talking about the, just the zombies. No, no, no. These are people that we, that we met as alive people, mm-hmm. and then later we see them as zombie people. And... There's so many great ones. I want to give a special shout out to the opening zombie that they're experimenting on in Zombie 3. Oh my God. And here's the thing. You don't actually really meet the per- the, the no, zombie. No, but you see what he looks like. Yeah, but you see what he looks like before they inject him with whatever this death one is. And it's just is. air bladder face city. <laughs> yeah, this... And it keeps going, man. Oh His God. face is just erupting. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> yeah. I do like him a lot, but... I mean, Susan, Susan in Zombie, she's the one that like has the least difference, I think, when she comes back. Yeah, because she's still fucking hot. She's, so, she's hot even, even dead, as a zombie. She's hot. So she's not like, there's not really a transformation for her. No. I don't know if there are any really major transformations in the first one in Zombie Flesh Eaters that I would call out as a like exemplary zombie makeover. Yeah, no. There are plenty of really insane zombies, yeah. but not zombie makeovers. Yeah. No, you'd have to, like, Glenn in Zombie 3, because he turns into a friggin' vampire. Yeah. Or Leah. Leah. Jesus. Oh, my God. You barely know her, but she gets attacked by these birds, and so she has these little, like, like pecked sores on her face that just, they start by just, like, bubbling. And then it just basically kind of takes over her whole face. And by the time that she resurrects as a zombie, she just has so much shit going yeah. on on her face. <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah. That actress had to have so much makeup on. It is quite the makeover. <laughs> it's so great. It's I mean it's it's like Evil Dead level. It really she, is how yeah. different she is. It's pretty overwhelming. So that would be honestly mine would probably be Leah. Oh yeah. I mean I like Carol's as well just because it's the she doesn't look that different. She just has no she legs. She just has no legs. She just has no legs all Which that reveal is pretty fantastic. He's like Bo is saving her from the water. He really carts her all the way to shore. Yeah, pulls he drags her, her all up, the way through the water and, and pulls as soon her up. as he pulls her up you see that both her legs are gone like above the knees. Yeah. And and it's just like uh, bloody stumps, and then she immediately turns and starts yeah. to try to eat him. And it's it's pretty cool reveal. I think zombie. My favorite in zombie three is Blue Heart. Oh, because when he turns back around, he has no eyes, and it's not just that like he's got empty sockets. It's like he's never had eyes. Yeah, it's like there's just skin there. Yeah, it, his it, eyes have grown over. His skin tone is like blue, but with like reds and greens. It's, it's really so fucking I love gross. It. I love it. I want to be that gross. <laughs> when I when I when, when you, you turn when I turn when they come to get me I want to that's who I want to look like is Zombie Blueheart I love his mm. his makeover Four's got some great ones the, of the two mercenaries Rod yeah. Rod has the great zombie makeover where he gets bites out of each of his pecs 
Yep. So it almost looks like when it, he, it's like symmetrical. He's sort of got this like vest exposing <laughs> his chest. Also, can I just take this time to point out that when Rod attacks Mad, it is so homoerotic. Oh shit! I you know what I'm talking about. I wish I would have written down every line that they that Rod says to Mad. But he's a zombie and he's like attacking him, and he says some weird fucking shit. He's like coming at him, but it's like really slow, and he's like, "Come on, just a bite." Oh. And it's like, <laughs> "Here I come!" And it, like he just keeps saying things, you know, as he's like coming oh, yeah, after he's him. Like, and he's it's like, like very seductive. He's totally dirty talking, yeah. Mad. It's trying very to get, seductive. Trying to get Mad in the mood. Get in the mood, Mad. I'm in it's, a mad mood. Hey, kind of turns me on a little bit, you know? <laughs> like, Rod's kind of gross, but not in that moment. I mean, it's weird. They're both, both of those guys, Rod and Matt, are both kind of gross. But also, like, I want them to get together, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But also, I, I really, I Rod's, it's weird. Before Rod turns into a zombie, I'm like, mm, whatever. Then he turns into a zombie, and I'm like, all right. Like, I'm not attracted to him but or I anything yet. Appeal. But, like, I get it. And, and good for him. You know, I, you you put those, you make those bites work for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just think it's great. Yeah. Doesn't Jenny turn into a zombie at the end of four? At the very end. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Because it's like the whole thing is she has to give up her soul to stop the zombie apocalypse, but it's very unclear if she succeeds or if she just becomes a zombie by staring into the pit to hell. Dude, her the thing where her fucking eye is like pulsing, pulsing off of it's her so face gross. and she's like pulling her face apart like oh i love it yeah i love it yeah that's that's a solid transformation that's a solid Maybe zombie that's my makeover favorite, yeah i think that might be my favorite it's yeah. either that or blue heart is my favorite of the zombie makeovers it's either jenny or leah for me i have a question okay you get a zombie makeover yep where do you want it you know what I mean? Oh, let me tell you. Uh, let me tell you where I want it. How do you Andy. want your zombie make? Like, okay, if you get bit and turned into a zombie, first of all, where do you want to get bit? You um, know, so that it looks good post makeover. God, that's a tough one. You know, because people get bit on the arm, forearm a lot. Oh, yeah. Lucas's forearm bite in the first zombie is oh. You know, actually, neck bites. If I'm going for the hottest place to be bit, like the place that I would find the sexiest, mm-hmm. it would be inner thigh. Oh yeah, 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 you yeah, know? yeah. Inner, the old inner thigh bite. The old inner thigh. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll stick with that. I'll I'll stick with the inner thigh bite. I okay. like that. It feels hot. I want yeah. somebody to come bite my inner thigh right now. How do you want your look to be? Like, how much different do you want to look as a zombie? I mean, ideally not very, but, you know, in the spirit of these, these zombie movies, yeah. I want to look like I just came out of a mud bath but i haven't rinsed off yet oh so you want to be like an old like I zombie be a flesh eater you want to be a, you want to be yeah. a flower pot i want to be the flower pot okay why what would you want i feel like i want to be either glenn vampire zombie mm, okay blue heart dj zombie or you know what nah i'm going machete zombie i was just about to say the machete zombie i want to be, be machete cool. zombie i want to be machete zombie and here's the thing i want now this is gonna hurt so I'm not going to like that part about it. Mm-hmm. I want bite out of my face. Like, like out of the over left, your eye? Over my eye. I want I want I want I want to have one eye. Yeah, because if you it's a zombie Italian film, so if you get bit over your eye, the eye's going with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> ocular trauma is the yeah. name of the game yeah. in Italy. But yeah, or I I kind of want my eye just hanging loose. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you just like rolling that. around like an ex- like, like one of Zarabeth's dangly things. <laughs> it's like <laughs> fucking, yeah, it's my eye just hanging out of my face. It's fashion. Heard of it? You know what? Actually, now that you say that, I, I should get grosser. This is a horror podcast. <laughs> so what if I had just 
my lower lip bit off exposing oh, yeah, my like just whole the teeth and teeth. gum line yeah that's a good look yeah yeah that's classic mm-hmm. i love that yeah big fan of that and then maybe just for outfits i could be dressed like the the jungle zombies in zombie four mm-hmm. where it's like just black robes but with it was more of a black jumpsuit with a black hood right yeah there were a lot of i mean zombie four zombie four and zombie three both had a lot of the like jumpsuited yeah. zombies Ooh, or that voodoo priestess, her dress. Oh my god, is fucking! Great. I kind of want the voodoo priest's robe. Yeah, but you can have the, the robe. Ma- I'll take the dress. Okay, but I still get the machete. I'm still okay. a machete zombie. Machete and robe. I'll take the dress. Yeah, yeah, with my eyeball hanging out. Yeah, and I want really long, like demon level nails, like she has oh, when she comes back sure. from hell. Yeah, you just came out of hell. What, yeah, you right? not have those nails. Get out of here. <laughs> hey, worms or no worms. No worms. No worms. No. I kind of. D- I go back and forth. I definitely know maggots. I'm not into, I don't want maggots oh, on see, me. I was going to say maybe a maggot. Okay. If I were to do worms, I want them hanging out of my eye socket though. Okay. Like with the eyeball, you know, so you almost can't tell what my eyeball is hanging by. Is that the nerve or is it just another worm, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like just maybe like that. surrounding the whole eye. But I was also thinking like, okay, worms are super, we've seen them, yeah. you know? I kind of want a different bug. Like maybe a, is a spider just crawling around on my face, but I don't know. I don't know. It's like, it's, I can't have worms and the spider. It's too no, busy. No, no. That's too many bugs. Yeah. I'm going with worms. I'm going to do worms. Yeah. It's kind of like with accessories when you go out, somebody's like, yeah, you're getting both those bracelets. Really? Come on. Pick one. You know, if I go out and you're my friend, Philip, mm-hmm. if you see me in with- your zombie priestess outfit with your nails and your lower lip bit off and you see me and I've got my eye hanging out with the worms and you're like, Andy. and spiders. Like, well, I mean, even if you were like, I don't know, the worms might be too much. Mm-hmm. I trust you. Yeah. And I'd be like, hey, real quick, I'm just going to pull the worms out and we're ready to go. Yeah. No, I'd be like, Andy, take the worms out. Just put a single beetle there. It's fine. Ooh, a beetle sounds good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I'd be like, great. You're perfect. Let's go kill people. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go meet up with Blue Heart and get this thing going. Yeah. All right. So do we want to do some some talk of the tropics? Yeah, let's do some talk of the tropics. We had beach talk last week. I mean, there's not as much. There's not as much. I mean, there's. that's not to say there aren't as many great lines. It's just that within context, most, which is a weird thing to say, because the context of these films, especially Zombie 3. So weird. So my first one is actually from Zombie 3. Glenn and Patricia are driving in the car, and Blue Heart is going on this sort of rant about the environment, which <laughs> Zombie yeah. 3 tries really hard to have this It's like the happening. Eco, yeah, this eco message that doesn't really go anywhere. But then Glenn starts ranting about how everything's all about, you know, the environment these days. And yeah. he goes on this Even little rant Even Blue Hearts about, become an ecological nut. Yeah, and, and he concludes it by saying, life's become a real ecological pain in the ass. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the whole speech leading up to it. Yeah, it's like you it's can't so you can't smoke, you can't fuck. It's a good one. <laughs> Speaking of Glenn, when he's like, "I'm thirsty for your blood," <laughs> yeah, right. he's like getting sick in the car because he got you know hit by those zombie birds, and he's just like moaning and groaning, and then he's like, "I'm thirsty for your blood." Yeah. Now, zombie has some good lines in it. There was a man down there when Susan comes up to the boat. <laughs> She's right. like, there was a man down there. And it's like, okay, I feel like you're burying the lead here. <laughs> there was a lot uh, going on down yeah, there right. besides just a man being down. Because like if somebody, if I were to pull somebody up, right, after scuba diving, and they're like panicking, and it's like, oh my God, are you okay? There was a man, down, especially after I've just seen that there was a shark in the water with them, and they go, there was a man down there. I'd be like, okay. And? Was he scuba diving? Wanna, or what's going on? elaborate yeah. on that? 
No, what you should have said is, I saw a zombie fighting a fucking shark. <laughs> the zombie grabbed me. I had to pull a piece of aquatic flora off of Reef to scratch his face up to get away, which is, by the way, ingenious. Not okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't just tear up reefs like that. They are fragile ecosystems. Do you know how long oh, yeah. that piece okay, that she yeah, tore that's... off took to grow there? Look. Years. Susan doesn't want to hear it. Because you're becoming a real ecological pain in the ass right now. I'm uh, sorry, Susan. There's right. some great lines. Gosh, Zombie 3 has so many. I like when they're holed up and one of the military dudes says, it sounds like somebody's being scalped. Yeah, and the other one agrees with him. He's yeah. like, yep, sure does. What? Yeah, so you both, both of you know what that sounds like. Y- you both know what that sounds like. Also, I, I mean, it just sounds like uh, rustling in the jungle to yeah, me. Right? Like noises. Like it doesn't, nobody's screaming, right? So... Either they're psychotic or they're having severe flashbacks in that moment. It could also, be either. I can't remember. When is this line from? When somebody says, they want our human flesh. Is it Patricia? <laughs> they want our human flesh. Yeah, it's, I, I believe it's Patricia. When she shows up. At yeah, when the she house, shows up at, yeah. the, at the hotel. And the, she runs into one of their arms and is like, they want our human flesh. They want our human flesh. Well, thank God they don't want our chicken flesh. <laughs> right. Because that we needed for something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's at the Sweet River Resort. I think my favorite lines from Zombie 3 are they're trying to take care of Leah in the hotel mm-hmm. after they've got to the Sweet River Resort and they've pointed out that it's been one week since the last time they were there and now there are trees growing inside the building. And vines along the walls inside the <laughs> Fucking, rooms. So she, Leah's got blood and green stuff coming out of her and somebody's even like, oh, that's not pus. It's something worse. But somebody says, you can't take Leah anywhere. <laughs> And I'm like, I know that's probably supposed to mean we can't move her because it might aggravate her injuries. But you really said it like, ah, man, every time we take Leah somewhere, she gets attacked by zombie birds. Yeah, It's a real fucking problem. Something always happens with this bitch. She is always having some kind of issue. Last week, she left her credit card at the bar. Two weeks ago, she said that thing. You know, I fucking introduced her to Mike. You know, my friend Mike. Yeah, the one with the eye thing. And she said the thing about his eye. And I told her, I was like, Leah, I'm introducing you to Mike today. He's got an eye thing. Don't fucking bring it up. He's really self-conscious about it. She brought it up. Yeah, so she did that. Then she left her credit card at the bar, which she's done multiple times. And now this chick is getting bit by birds. And turning into a zombie. I can't fucking take her anywhere. And she's going to kill somebody. Can't take her anywhere. So there's that line. There's also when Carol is with Bo and they're going to try to find somebody for Leah. Carol says to Bo, hope I didn't ruin your weekend. (laughs) Which is like the ultimate woman apologizing for something that's not her fucking fault. Yeah, that is such a terrible victim mentality. There's a zombie outbreak that she had literally nothing to do with. Literally nothing to do with. And she's apologizing to the military man. Hope I didn't ruin your weekend. (laughs) It's your weekend too, Carol. Yeah, right. Carol, have some (laughs) self-respect. I also want to point out, and I feel like this couples with a side award I want to give for the most incompetent outbreak response. When at the very beginning, Death One is being transported to the Mm. military and some random van shows up to steal it. And some guy, like there's a big shootout and some guy grabs the briefcase carrying Death One in it and just starts running away. And there is a squadron of people with machine guns. They've all got Like they are all armed. And one of them just says, he's getting away. And they all just watch him run over the like lip of the helipad and run into the woods. And then they're like, 
Get in the, get helicopter. In the helicopter. But he, it's like he's, he was right. He was right there. He's right there. He was like six feet from you. Yeah. Tops. You could have just shot you him. You had machine guns. Yeah. But I just thought, like, he's getting away. Yeah. <laughs> Let's watch him get away. Like when they, I think it's during a grenade moment or a fire moment at, towards the end when they're fighting off the zombies. And uh, it's either Roger or Kenny just says, that'll fix you, you freaking monsters. <laughs> and then my favorite is Blue Heart at the end going, dig on these immortal vibes. Yeah. It's a that's good a line. Good one. Four's got... All of James Sampson's stuff at the beginning, the voodoo priest. Oh, yeah. My wife is in hell. It's so <laughs> great. I'll come looking for you and feed on your intestines. Great. That's Just great. great stuff. I love when Chuck is reading from the Book of Death and stops right before the four words that he mm-hmm. literally just said will summon, you know, the zombies. <laughs> yeah. And Dave's response is, well, why are you stopping at the best part? <laughs> Dave, you total asshole. I mean, the thing is, though, is it doesn't really matter because, like, weren't the zombies already awake and shit? Like, they were already doing stuff before they read from the yeah, book. Yeah, they just got more awake. They yeah. just became more of them. It got worse, I guess. Also, and I can't remember who does this, but when they're all holed up in the hospital, the abandoned hospital at the end, Jenny is attending to Louise on the bed. And then Dan comes up and just shoves her and <laughs> yeah. says, out of the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> to shoot. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, there's a lot of shoving in these movies. I like the zombie that, that shoves Carol out the window into oh, yeah. the water. That's how she gets in the water is that she's like up on in a, an apartment or something and a zombie follows her up the stairs and then literally just shoves her. Like that's how that zombie attacks. He's a shoving zombie. <laughs> yeah, right. He can't be bothered to bite. He doesn't drink blood. No. He doesn't have a machete. No, nope. he, he just, just shoves. shoves. That's what he does. I love it. All now, right. I, I want to say really quick, I know we're kind of winding down here. You know, we had a whole swimsuit competition last week that got mm-hmm. kind of contentious. You know, no. we, we took it away from we somebody and gave it to somebody else. <laughs> Vanessa didn't deserve it. She sucks. Vanessa sucks. She's the worst. I mean, Rick is the worst, but Vanessa's not great. And there's only two, if I remember, there's only two swimsuits in these movies. One of them, it's that great one piece Jenny has on at the beginning. You know, when she's got that cool look with like the buttoned shirt that's like unbuttoned and the, you know, she's got a little necklace. Oh my God, it's so fucking And she's got the sunglasses up on her head. And then, yeah, this is great one piece. It's Mm -hmm. wonderful. But then the very next shot, she's got pants on. You're like, "Uh, I want more of that one piece. The other one's in zombie, right? Yeah, the other one is in zombie. The first one. And it is, I mean, it's barely a swimsuit. Straight up, it's lingerie. Yeah. It's Susan's. What Susan Susan's diving outfit. What Susan chooses to scuba dive in. It is breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Because for one, topless. Yeah, no topless. She's going topless with a tank on her back. Yeah. <laughs> and a pink swim cap with like kind of like a weird pattern on a bunch of either dots or floral. I understand the point of a swim cap if you're gonna go scuba diving. Mm-hmm. If you're not obviously if you're, especially if you're not wearing like a hooded wetsuit. If you're going to go scuba diving and you've got long hair, you don't want to get your hair caught on things, mm-hmm. I guess. Susan has short hair. Right. So I don't know what the point of the swim cap is necessarily. I don't either. But okay. She also has these bottoms that are not bottoms. No, it's a thong. It's a thong. And it's like cheesecloth or something. It's like a see- It is see-through before she gets in the water. <laughs> right. Like you can see her bush. Yeah, I, I don't know why she bothered wearing and it. And the back of it is dental floss. The most protection she has is for her hair. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't, it, but I love it because it's a statement. Yeah. I know I, sh- I don't need to be wearing anything if, I'm, if this is what yeah. I'm wearing, but I mean, I'm choosing to I mean, wear it. She's in tropical waters. It's warm. 
you know, all she needs is the scuba equipment, which she has. Why bother with anything else? Yeah. But you like know? the very fact that she's like, I could go naked, but I'm not technically naked. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's something I love about it. Like Susan is, if we're, she's not Babe of the Beach, you know, she would be Babe of the Beach if this were a beach scenario. Right. I think. She's not Zom Queen. No. But I got to acknowledge that swimsuit choice. It's fantastic. It is a choice. And it's yeah. and I love it and it's wonderful. And then she watches a fucking shark fight a zombie. Right. Well, and honestly, what makes that outfit so much more of a fantastic choice is the swim cap. Because it's like the ultimate fuck you. It's like I'm choosing to not wear anything yeah. the, else. The most I'm wearing is on my head yeah. where it doesn't matter if I wear yeah. anything. Which yeah. means I fully acknowledge that I could. Yeah. No, this is all it's like pure <laughs> fashion because yeah. it's just pure it's not necessary. Right. It's pure form. It's punk rock. It's a fuck you. <laughs> It's such a fuck you, and I love it yeah, so much. I love it. Susan's great. So I think as a wrap-up, are there any final thoughts, any appreciation shout-outs? Well, I'd like to do also an appreciation for, since we're talking about that scene, Ramon Bravo plays the underwater zombie in the sequence where the zombie fights the shark. And it's worth pointing this out for a number of reasons, but Ramon Bravo was an Olympic swimmer. He's an accomplished diver, oceanographer, underwater photographer, shark trainer. He was Jacques Cousteau's cameraman at one point. He's largely responsible for making the world aware of the phenomenon of sleeping sharks. He's got a bunch of firsts under his belt. Just a really interesting person. He also wrote 16 books in his life. Wow. And one of them was a novel called Tintorera that became the first Jaws ripoff movie that was about a shark. Tintorera, Killer Shark, which is directed by... Rene Cardona Jr. is a Mexican-UK co-production based on Ramon Bravo's book, and he co-wrote the screenplay. And I just think it's fun that, you know, we it's a bridge from Shark Week and the films we were discussing there to this film we're discussing here. He trained this shark. He was he doped up the shark on tranquilizers. And because Rene Cardona Jr., who was originally supposed to play the zombie, but then was unavailable on the day, he just said, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Shot in Isla Mujeres, Mexico. I just wanted to appreciate Ramon Bravo. I think mm-hmm. he's he's contributed a lot. And it's one of the, this, he's uncredited in this scene. And it's just, it's kind of amazing to be like, oh, fuck, this is this guy who's done all these other things. And here he is fighting a shark in this legendary sequence in this movie that Fulci didn't even want to shoot. No, he hated that yeah, sequence. The, the producers pressured him into do it, doing it because well, he of the didn't success it. of Jaws. It was shot by the second unit. It was unit. second unit, yeah. It was second Because he refused. Yeah. He, I don't think but he shot pressured, any of the underwater stuff. They pressured him into including it in yeah. the movie. Which is funny, yeah. It's so, it's so iconic and he hated it. Anyway, that's what I wanted to acknowledge was Ramon Bravo. I did, because we haven't talked about it all and this is shocking. So... Zombie 3, as we've said, Fulci directed about half of, roughly. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little more, maybe a little less. It's hard to know exactly. And Bruno Mattei, who did Cruel Jaws that we talked about last week, directed the other half. But even afterwards, Fulci said that the stuff he did direct, he was not happy with. He really hated his work on that film. But he said there was one sequence, only one, that he was proud of in that movie. And it is the scene where two of the unnamed characters that are or been in it for a while go into the kitchen of this abandoned hotel to see if there's anything to eat and the dude opens the fridge she right before she says i bet the refrigerator's empty too yeah so it's like a punchline 
Yeah, I bet the refrigerator is empty too. And he opens the fridge and there's just a zombie head inside that immediately wakes up and flies. Flies. It flies at this dude because it flies at him and it bites him on the neck and then he falls down and then it continues to fly towards him. Like it doesn't just fall on him. It flies <laughs> it's a towards flying him. Head. You know what? I've changed my mind. If I'm going to get a zombie makeover and be a zombie, <laughs> I just want to be a flying head. You want to be a flying I head. I be a flying I, head zombie. I fully respect that. You I would look really good as a flying head, Andy. Thank you so much. Especially Especially if you had your hair still current. Oh, I would definitely yeah. have this hair. Absolutely, 100%. And can you not make it like all gunky and gross? Like I want it to be still as like full body. Oh, it'll be flowing. Yeah, yeah it'll be like, like the very cover 70s. of a metal album. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I love yeah. it. So yeah, I, I just want to point out that I love that that flying head is the only part of Zombie 3 that Fulci loves. I mean, if I were him, I'd be proud of that machete zombie scene too. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure he shot that, but yeah. we don't know for sure. And I think he shot all this stuff with Bo, right? And Carol? It's hard to know because he was so sick. How much involvement he actually had on set on any given day. Very true. All right. So, Andy, does that conclude the, the tour of the tropics? I think it does. How'd we do? I think we did fine. Yeah? Yeah. Most of us made it out okay? You know, I got to say, when you were concerned, I was concerned. And it was stressful, okay? And look, are there, stressful. there are nearly biblical implications with the reach of some of this stuff. Absolutely. Pretty bleak and upsetting, but also there's kind of some hope. But hey, look, here's the thing. It seems like the majority of our visitors at the Look Good for the Boys Summer Beach House might not have made it out alive. But you and me, we got out on this helicopter. We're heading back to the mainland. Yeah, I was going to say, can we just go back to the beach? Yeah. Can we can We're we going find back beach? to the beach. I to the take, beach house. I will take any beach. I'm not bit. And you're not bit, right? I mean, not that you know. Okay. So we're fine. We're in this helicopter. We're heading back to the beach house. And next week, no zombies. Yeah, I'm done with the zombies. I'm done with the tropics. I'm really done with sharks at this point. Please, no more sharks. No more sharks, no more zombies, no more tropics. Next week, we're back at the beach. Okay, we're back at the beach. And we can just stay at the beach, right? We can just stay at the beach. Yeah, I mean, as long as there's no blood or nightmares or horror. Yeah. Who wants wants blood, nightmares, or horror at a beach? You know what I want is a good party beach. I want a good beach, party, party beach at the beach house. Yeah. How many times should I say beach? Beach, party, beach. beach house. Beach, beach, beach party party beach, beach. house house party and, three <laughs> the beach house look and there there is nothing to worry about now once we're back at the beach house everything will be chill right yeah so we're just going back to the beach no creatures no creatures we don't need any more creatures definitely no creatures certainly no killers no no motorcycle helmets no, no. burt young i'm saying right now there's not going to be any burt young nope. at the beach Mm-mm. so i think we're going to be fine yeah i think we're going to be fine and you know what we might even go to a boardwalk or two i'm fine with the boardwalk but just as long as there's no blood no, no nightmare no, no horror no blood no nightmare no horror okay perfect all right yeah so next week is our no blood no nightmare no horror beach week yeah party <laughs> Party, party, beach week. Party, beach week. Beach no party horror blood. week. All right, Andy. Well, uh, I'll see you next week at the beach house. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Okay. I'll see you then. All right. Bye. Good luck. TTFN.